Hey everyone, if you've been enjoying Straight Talk with Storm, I just want to let you know that this podcast is easily created with quite a friendly learning curve on Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. It is also distributed to many, many podcast hosting channels via Anchor. I can't suggest it more. I personally enjoy it. And thanks so much to Exotic Vivian over at T as in Tom, S as in Sam, E as in Elephant, G as in Glue podcast, which can also be found via Anchor, Spotify, and all other means. But yeah, Anchor.fm is great for all your podcasting needs. You should get on it. Hello, this is Seductive Storm and welcome to my podcast. I hope you'll enjoy it from time to time. It'll just be me talking to you on topics and other times I'll have co-hosts or people that I'm interviewing. So get ready for some real talk with Storm. Good morning. Welcome to Straight Talk with Storm. Uh, This episode is going to talk about a few things, a few more serious and real topics, if you will. And I hope that you will listen to this episode and take it as lessons and that you'll even take notes if you need to. And if there's some things you're doing that just maybe for your own safety, whether it be physical, mental, or legal, you will listen. Um, there are a lot of younger providers and even older providers who are set in their ways who often do not want to take good advice when they're when it's shared with them, and not just from me, but from lots of us who are vets, um, who, however, being vets, have taken the time to stay up to date on things. So the first thing we're going to talk on <clears throat> is the elephant in the room, which is screening. Um, it's no secret that people have disagreed with me and plenty of others who strongly encourage it. Um, Everyone likes to say screening, well, not everyone. A lot of people though, meaning about 30 to 40% of the sex work world likes to say that screening is a matter of privilege. Screening isn't privilege and I don't know how anyone who talks to me or who has done business with me in the past, could ever assume that I, of all people, have some type of privilege. Um, I may be a little more comfortable now, the last couple of years, so I can see how I'm more privileged than people now, some of them. However, I assure you that I've been screening hard since, like, Oh man, since like 2006, at least 2007. And that during those times, a lot of those times, 
me and my family were the absolute opposite of privileged. I don't know how many times as a mother I spent crying um, because I needed things to be better and different for my family. So first of all, if you do not know my story, don't presume that you do. Secondly, if you paid more attention, you would know more of my story and you wouldn't be running your lips as loosely as you are in regard to the term privilege. But enough said on that, because let's get into what I need other people to know. Men, for the most part, who are respectful of sex work, who understand that we are people and that we are doing a job and that we deserve to feel safe, meaning the clients who are worth spending time with to begin with, Have no issue in screening, regardless of your color and your size. And the reason why that statement in itself made no sense to begin with is because a man who contacts a BBW, an ebony ebony BBW, a BBW, whoever she is, knows she's a BBW. And more than likely, he has no issue with her being a BBW, or he wouldn't contact her. Now, true, there are some people who are just sale hopping, who will just go see anyone. But this particular companion's rates aren't set. Where that, in my opinion, is what is happening. If she's offering specials, I don't know about it, but I haven't seen her do it. I've seen her be pretty consistent in what her rates were. Her rates aren't as high as some people's rates, but they certainly aren't the necessarily low-hanging fruit rate that guys clamor to just to take advantage of someone. So let me say this. I do not think that race and size play as large of a part And whether or not people scream. I assist other girls and I can tell you. Screening is a hard thing. Even for non-people of color. Even for girls who have been in, you know, Playboy magazine. Even for people who are AVN actresses. Because I assist some people who really have met a high standard of accolades within the sex work profession. What I can tell you is someone turning down screening, whether y'all want to hear this or not, is more about his character than about the lady who he's trying to contact. It really is. To me, a guy who won't screen doesn't respect your your boundaries and he doesn't respect your comfort. And someone who is not screening is very likely to also not respect you in person. I'm not saying all of the guys who don't screen are assholes who will do something that's boundary crossing in person, but what's to say that they won't if they can't just do a simple thing like screening? I want you all also to know the following things that In my 18 years, compared to some people's five or six years that I know for a fact, 
make men more comfortable in screening. So you have to coax them into it. I'm not saying you need to spend an hour on the phone with them, but you need to speak to them in a way that makes them feel safe. I don't know how many times with my own clients and with Girls Eyes' clients, a guy has been resistant to screening until I took the time to politely and in a detailed fashion explain to them why it's done and to assure them that their information will be safe. At that point, they usually come back and tell me, now that you put it that way, I understand, here's the information. I've even made videos explaining why I do screening, and I've had gentlemen tell me, thank you, Storm, for that video. I watched it, and now I feel more comfortable giving you my screening information. Maybe you don't do a video, but at least on your website, take the time to explain to them why you do screening. Because if you just hit them with a wall, a list of what you want for screening, they're less likely to do it because they don't feel very safe doing it. Because you haven't done anything to reassure them that they're going to be safe once they give you the information. Also explain to them, however, to weed out the bad apples that should they do something that harms you, hurts you, that at that point, that information is no longer going to remain private. That at that point, that information will be used to rectify them physically attacking you, robbing you, raping you, or outing you. If someone should out you, at least now you have their information and you can even the playing field if you need to. I know guys don't like when I say that, but what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And if you out a lady, you deserve to be out it right back. I don't care who doesn't like that I said it. It's the truth. Because you all have to learn, if there are any clients listening, that you cannot mistreat us that way and get away with it. The other things that help with screening are, and this is why I encourage ladies to have websites. I encourage ladies to present themselves as professionally as possible and to have as much web presence as possible. Because if you appear to be, and hopefully you really are, and you just aren't faking the funk, but the first thing is appearance. If you appear to be a reputable, upscale companion, or even up just a mid-grade, but reputable, and your website shows that you take your business seriously, and that you have a professional image and that you take, you know, that you are going to treat the situation professional. But don't become so professional that you are also not friendly and appealing. Because after all, this is about being a paid companion, a paid part-time girlfriend, if you will. So with that being said, you still want to make sure they, there's, some allure, there's some lure to you. There's some seductiveness to you, but at the same time, keep it professional and keep it classy. Men who see that you have done that are more likely to screen. Notice I keep saying more likely because there are no absolutes in sex work. There's no 100% on anything in sex work. It's always changing. It's always evolving. We go through periods where men are willing to screen. Then after Ashley Stewart, we go through periods where they're not. 
Then they go back to screening. Then we get hit with FOSTA-SESTA. We talk about it on every social media outlet we have. The clients see it too. They get scared again. And so now we're in this plateau again where some will screen and some won't. But like I've said, the ones who won't screen, in my opinion, don't respect boundaries. And I don't want to spend time with anyone who doesn't respect boundaries. And that has nothing to do with privilege and everything to do with my safety. <clears throat> but back to the main points here. You've got to make them want to see you so much that they long to see you, that there's a real interest in seeing you, and they will screen for you. I promise they will. But they're not going to do it if you are doing the basic, what I call the basic website, where everybody's copying and pasting whatever the jargon is that everybody found on everybody else's site for the bio. If your site shows nothing unique about you and you got the exact same text as another girl because you stole it or you have the exact same text as 300 people before you who used to steal the bios that I think it was Escort Designs used to have templates and um, example sites and the free builders already had some text in there and some of y'all are so lazy that you actually leave that as your real text. I've seen it hundred times. All of us who are true professionals have seen it and we've laughed at it. And so my main point in what you can do to get them more willing to screen. Oh, and the third thing, this is a little secret. Uh, gentlemen, don't, don't take this and, and think this is, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Still not going to be a wall to you if you don't want to screen because it is. I have found and I've had two ladies start trying it and it's worked for them. If you can afford a real assistant, get one. Because assistant's job, like mine, is to literally screen people for you and talk the ones who are hard to screen into screening. If you can afford an assistant, get one. But if you cannot, make up an email address that appears like you have an assistant. Put that on your website and your ads and convince men that they are talking to your assistant. It is a proven fact. Men screen faster and without argument. Normally, when they believe there is an assistant who is going to be handling things, who they are not going to be able to sweet talk and bullshit. I'm serious. If you want to see them screen faster, make them think that they are not directly talking with you in the beginning. And a lot of them will screen. There are some who don't like when people have assistance, but usually <clears throat> from what I've seen, and I've told two girls to try it who can't afford an assistant, and they tried it and they came back and told me it worked. They pretend to have an assistant. And it actually usually cuts out the bullshit. <clears throat> so let's recap. Lure them into screening. Make it sound friendly. Don't just give them a list of what you want them to do without explaining to them why. And assuring them that their information is secure. Do explain that if they harm you, rob you, rape you, 
that at that point the information will not remain private. Hopefully that weeds out the ones who were even thinking about trying such a thing. Number three, be extremely professional in your online image so that they feel like they can trust you and take you seriously and they're more likely to give you their information. Number four, create the appearance that you have an assistant to make the bullshitters know, okay, I can't go into our inbox with this one free emotional labor and this chip chatting and just giving her a hard time because she has an assistant who's going to lay down the law and make sure it's carried through. Um, all of these things help with screening, but number five is stealth screening. Number five is don't allow them to call you from phone apps and use email accounts that aren't real or that are silly. Make sure you get real first and last name and that they are calling from an actual real phone. Because once you have that, just that, you don't need anything else. In fact, you may be even able to skip getting the real name if you are ensuring that they're calling from a real phone. Spy dialer is free. It's an excellent way to see what type of phone they're calling from. Most of the time, if it says landline, it's a VoIP or an app. It's not their real number. <clears throat> so you run their number through Spy Dollar. It's absolutely free service. At this point, you should really be able to get their first and last name if it's a registered cell. If it's not a registered cell, you're going to have to go back to him and ask him for his name. But Let's say we don't want him to know we're asking for anything. Again, spy dialer, you put his phone number in. It even gives you the option of hearing a person's voicemail. And it gives you the option of seeing the name linked with it. You get that information. You then go back to Google or whatever search energy you use and you type in their name. Look up the city and state based off the area code of the phone number they called you from. Put in their name put in their, their state and city, see what Google gives you. Google in some cases will give you a LinkedIn, all of that. At this point now where you might have some visual of who this person is and what they do for work, etc., go back and tell him in order to see me, I will need you to send me a picture of your ID along with you holding it. Now we can figure out if the person whose information you found is real. They don't even know you've done that. But I find guys are usually pretty cool about sending their ID in a photo of themselves. So if you can get them to do that, you can go back and match it up to the other information that you found. At this point, you can take this phone number and run it through Verify Him or Safe Office. If you are not on Verify Him and Safe Office, I suggest you get on there. These are just some of the easier tactics. I use other paid systems for screening for those I assist. And I won't discuss all of them here because I don't want men knowing how I'm able to do things, but I am able to actually see people's past jobs, people's um, education, people's work, people's addresses, um, their criminal history. I'm able to see even every traffic ticket people got the way I screen um, and the way I screen for those who pay me to assist. So there's different levels of screening, but the fundamentals are the things I just gave you so you can screen yourself if you cannot afford paid apps or an assistant right now. Please screen 
it is not 100%. I've already said that. Nothing in this business is, but you need to be screening. Um, Mr. Number is not screening. Mr. Mr. Number is not screening. Um, it does not give you enough insight. And on some days, Mr. Number doesn't even work. And when they do updates half the time, you don't get the information you should. Uh, Mr. Number is additional screening. Like, yeah, I use it along with the other information I've already gotten. But Mr. Number should never be your only method of screening, ladies. You've got to stop believing that. First of all, anybody can go put anything in Mr. Number. Your clients even deserve you trying harder than just trusting what Mr. Number said about them. Um, because anybody can get mad and put whatever they want to in Mr. Number. I believe it better when I see it on Verify Him or Safe Office or when I am at least able to know which companion said it so that I can judge it based off of how reputable she is, whether or not I'm going to believe what I read. And that's a good review, too, on a man. But that's a whole nother subject. Um, that goes more to provider references, and I don't believe in them at all unless you really, really, truly know the other companion on some personal level and you trust that her word is bond. But that's a whole different thing. Um, but to say that someone's race and size is why people won't screen for them, it's not true. It's, it's really not. There's other factors as to why people aren't screening for people. And it's not that. And it has nothing to do with privilege. Like I said, know my backstory. Know what I came from. Know what I went through before you accuse me of it being privilege. It's not privilege. I've lived in a hotel before and had still had to screen. And lived in a hotel and had kids in the hotel and still had to screen. Um... If you are already broke and struggling, the last thing you want while your child is at school is to get arrested and not be home when they get home and then have to pay legal costs and, 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 and probation costs and all of that. It's, it's not worth it. And anyone who tells you that that's okay or that it's worth it, they must not have ever experienced an arrest. Those of us who have experienced it can tell you it is financial draining. And even after you're off probation, it takes a year or two to build back from. It's that draining. So don't put yourself in a position to have that happen to you if you can just screen and avoid that. Screening to avoid law enforcement is so much easier and simpler than, you know, than any, than any reason to screen. That's the main reason most of us screen. I think other companions have this idea we're screening everyone in the hopes of remaining safe or not being harmed. Nah, we know that might not stop that. But at least if someone does harm you, you have proof of who did it because you have their information. It's so simple and of a concept that I don't understand why more people aren't doing it. Let's get into <clears throat> the other form of safety, health and physical safety. Again, I'm not trying to be privileged. Um, this isn't hierarchy. This is just reality and the cold, hard truth of the world we live in. It always has been, always will be. Um, you know, we should be using protection when we are with clients. Um, I know it makes things not feel as good from both ends, 
but we should be doing it. Life is really short and life is really unexpected. And things happen that we have no idea are going to happen to us or to people that we care about. And some uh, some things um, in life, you know, for I just I don't even have the words are just unforeseeable and but some things um we take for granted we can we can try our best to avoid we can't always avoid them I know that um I lost my father well I don't even call him that normally because he wasn't around after I was three my mom married someone else and that's the person I consider my dad and my mom remained married to that person up until she died of cancer a few years ago it's not well not a few it's it's been like 10 years now but what I will say is um my dad died of AIDS um one of my closest friends dads died uh probably a year and a half, two years prior to that from the same thing. Um, my mother died from cancer. Um, there's all kinds of things that happen to people and you don't expect them to. We, as sex workers, no matter what we say, a lot of us say it's not our job to care about what happens to someone's husband or wife because it's their job to care because we're not in a relationship. We're just doing a service. But we're still human, and we should still remember what it feels like to be human. And um, none of us should put another person in harm's way just to make a dollar, knowing, home, knowing that they can go home and their wife or their husband or whoever can end up sick. Um, it's not so much that a person has an illness it's just whether or not a person discloses it um i've seen sex workers disclose and if as long as you disclose honestly as long as you disclose from what i understand the legal system can't do anything to you about that but it's when we don't disclose that things become a problem and that is on the client side too. And there's a reason why I'm discussing this and I'm gonna get to it at the end of this because there's something clients do um, that I think a lot of girls who don't know better fall for. And so this is leading up to that. Um, clients often don't disclose or you ask them what something is and they say it's whatever skin condition, oh, it's nothing. It's, it's whatever. And some of you continue on with things. Um, don't believe your clients. Clients lie to us about simple things like their fucking names. You've got to expect that clients are going to lie when asked about their health status. Because their end goal is just to get whatever they want. How many times have we seen in the news cases of men who have used whatever sexually transmitted disease they have as a weapon against other women? There are serial killers who actually their own their form of killing in the early stages of 
the AIDS, uh, AIDS catastrophe was getting their diagnosis, getting mad and going and trying to purposely give it to people. Um, there was a video online this week of a lady with coronavirus who had just gotten diagnosed, then getting into an elevator and spitting all over the elevator. People get mad, they're miserable, and they want to kill and take everybody else out with them. Um, there are some really evil people on the planet. So that brings me to this. You know, the guy who says, I'll pay you extra if you let me bear back. I'll pay you extra if you do a BBJ. Um, I can bring my papers. I just got tested last week. I'm clean. I used to work in medical before this. Let me tell you something. Unless he's in a monogamous relationship with you and you know he's been nowhere else. Those test results from a week ago have all kinds of loopholes in them. First of all, he could have left and had an unprotected encounter with someone who is infected with any of the diseases, not just HIV, any of them, afterwards, and isn't showing symptoms yet since his last test. Or he could have had an encounter too close to when he took that last test prior to it, and whatever he's got hasn't shown on the test yet. That paperwork becomes null and void the minute he steps out of the clinic, unless You guys are in a monogamous relationship and you're just getting tested every three months because that's something y'all do. But if this is a complete stranger coming to you with paperwork, convincing you or trying to that he is clean, don't believe it. I've been preaching this for years. I really have. I've literally been preaching it for years because unless you're going to make him wear a body cam like the police now wear, you don't know what he did when he left there. And honestly, you don't know what he did in the last 24 hours before he went to get tested. It's likely not going to show on the test. It can take months for certain things to show in blood work or even on the swab that they use now with your mouth. It can take lots of time for things to show up. Ladies, gentlemen, all genders, please stop believing people's paperwork every time they pull it out and show it to you. I don't care if it was dated for yesterday. You don't know what they did just a few days prior to it that's not showing yet. And you don't know what he did when he left there that's not showing yet. So I think we got to stop just taking for granted that, yeah, I'll do it for the extra money, Um, you know, as long as he has paperwork. Full disclosure, because I always want to be honest. Back when I began, up until about 2010, a lot of us had high-paying, big-deal clients who we referred to as boyfriend clients. The boyfriend client was the one client that you had who you had decided was okay for you to play with without protection. Dumb as hell, but we did it. Um, and for the grace of God... I came through on the other side with my health intact still to this day. But now that I think back on that, that was the dumbest shit I ever did. But you live and you learn. I'm telling you all, there are plenty of other girls who have not come through as fortunate, who have not come through as blessed on the other side. And there are just too many people still taking people up on that offer. 
Um, <laughs> in Atlanta, for instance, uh, I know two or three years ago, the CDC had even said that they found a kind of mutated version of HIV in the Atlanta area that um, changes and gets worse faster than the usual type. Um, and so in Atlanta, absolutely you can't play with people like that because people in Atlanta, um, there's a joke and there's no joking matter, but I've seen it online several times that people are in the Atlanta area are handing out diseases like Skittles candy. And that's a horrible thing, but it, it's, it's that true because the men of Atlanta really don't care about themselves, I think, sometimes. And they definitely have shown they don't care about their significant other at home. And they damn sure don't care about the sex worker who they barely view as human half of the time. And I'm not talking about the, the good gents. If you're a guy listening to this, I don't want you to feel like I'm male bashing and that I hate men. But until you've been a provider on our side of things, you can't begin to understand, even outside of, because we don't even post the half of the stuff we really go through on Twitter. So don't base what you think this this is outside, on Twitter, you know, to what it really is outside of it. There's so much that goes on that's not good, um, especially in the Atlanta-based market that you guys don't see. Um, and you just think that we're being a bunch of hateful and vindictive women. No, we're not. There's stuff being done and, and stuff being said um, that is really harmful to most of the sex workers in the, in the state of Georgia. So I just want you to understand that. Um, but, yeah, you know, stop just believing what you see on someone's paperwork. Because you don't know what they did right before it. And you damn sure don't know what they did right after it. Um, it's it's tough. <laughs> it's tough. And I, I get it. Um, like I said, I've been desperate before. But I always, no matter how desperate I was, thought about things. I had to. I had children. I had to consider what would happen. And the two times I got busted was because I got sloppy. I didn't listen to my own rules, didn't follow what I taught myself, what I taught others. And in a moment of desperation on both counts, let my guard down. And that's how I know what I'm talking about. That's exactly how I know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, the other thing. Um, look. There's me and a few other providers who are reputable in our web design services. And by reputable, I mean reputable and professional. Um, can't make everybody happy. Um, not in any phase of your life. Hell, my kids aren't even happy with me all the time. But all you can do as a business professional is try and do your due diligence to do so. Um, there are, of course, some customers who are hard to deal with. You all know that in dealing with your clients. But what I will say is um, there seem to be lately a lot of people because I think they want to be helpful. They're coming from a place of wanting to be helpful. I hope they are. I don't think they're trying to take advantage of people since they're offering things they say are free. I don't know if these things are actually free or not because I don't check into it because I got my own stuff going on. 
But what I can tell you is, as much as they're wanting to help you by offering you something free, and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't do free sites every site I do, of course not. But I do try to do one or two pro bonos a year to be helpful. But if you are going to need a free service, um, just be careful who you have do it for you because you want it to be professional and look good on mobile and responsive so that your clients understand it. Go back to what I said about screening. The more professional you are, the more professional they believe you are, the more likely you are that it'll, it'll be perceived correctly and they're more likely to follow your boundaries. Um, but, um, there are people offering tips and mentorship and free web design who maybe great are, are great at certain things that they're offering you mentorship on. But some of those things, um, I think they just feel like there's a need and they're seeing lots of girls need something and can't pay for it. So they're wanting to do it for free and that's great, but. Just be careful who you're taking advice and tips from. And that is not to shade any of the people who are offering this. It's just giving you real information. Be sure to to be sure, (laughs) be sure to be sure that they are really an expert in what they are now getting ready to give you advice on and what they are now getting ready to provide for you. Even if it's free. Remember, we always, everybody always says what on their ads, y'all know y'all have seen it, what's cheap isn't good. Or something free isn't usually good. You get what you pay for. You need to remember that when dealing with this type of thing as well. Um, because even if it's free, If it ends up not being what you want it to be and not looking the way it should, you may not even be able to use it. Again, it's great that the people are making the gesture and that they really want to be helpful. It's wonderful. But at the end of the day, this is a business. It really is a business. And you it it's just like any other business. You got to spend money to make money. It really is the cost of running your own business. Um, perhaps if you're a lady who cannot afford to run her own business, you should look into and look into and I know, um, no one feels good about splitting the money they've made with someone, but sometimes an agency is the best way to start out until you get the money that you need to then break away and start on your own good professional footing or, have a second civvy job so you can save up and get your business running the way you should. Um, I also want to touch on this thing about WordPress passwords. Um, I just want to say this for clarification. Um, I, as a web designer, offer web design upkeep two different ways because I deal with some ladies who either don't want to do any of the editing on their site or just who are not tech savvy and honestly cannot. In those cases, they are given the option, do you want your WordPress login or not? Um, 
And usually they're going to say no. Or I give it to them, but I warn them, hey, if you're not sure what you're doing, you might end up wrecking your whole site. Please consult with me prior to edits. Um, or please watch the video on. I've been known to send a link of the video of the um, customizable page builder that I use within WordPress. Then there are ladies who initially after the job say, what is my WordPress login so I'll be able to do my upkeep? And right away, they are sent their admin password, although given the same warning and the same video link, so they can educate themselves before they get in the site tinkering around and mess up. I also explained that these admin emails giving you your login and your password come directly from WordPress. I, I have it sent to you because I'm doing it within your site, but then it comes to you. Um, I try to hang on to a copy of everyone's password and information, but if two to three years pass, sometimes, um, especially if the person has changed hosting and is no longer my hosting or whatever the case is, I may not be able to find it quickly. Can usually still find it as long as it's still coming to an email account that I still have because I've changed business accounts over the years. Um, but you as a customer, it is up to you once your web designer sends you your login for your site to hang on to it. You cannot come back to a web designer a year or two later, um, especially if you've barely communicate with them and expect that they're necessarily still going to have all that information still on file. I absolutely try my best to, but I can't guarantee you all the time that I'm still going to have your login because I usually, if you want it, send it to you instantly. Um, I tend to hang on more to the ones who I am still helping with edits because they've chosen to not get involved in the technical side of their site. Um, so, you know, that is just that. Um, but at no time do I hold someone's login hostage. That's simply not true. Um, because I have stated on my site for my own legal protection for anything you put on your site. Once I release your site to you, actually from the time your domain and hosting is set up, your site is yours. You have full ownership of it. I'm just doing the work within it. Um, but it is up to you guys to get those passwords and logins if you want them. It is up to you guys to remember that a domain renews yearly, uh, every two years or every five years, and that you need to keep up with your renewals, and um, we do the rest. So these are just things I wanted to talk about today. Um, there's going to be, I think, three really exciting episodes released between today and Tuesday. And one of them, I do have a guest. Uh, his Twitter is Athlete Burner. And that's a two-hour one, so it's long, but it has so much information in it. And I think you'll enjoy our debate. <laughs> so I hope you'll continue to tune in. Uh, thank you for tuning in to Straight Talk with Storm. And if you are a girl, especially a BBW, who's struggling with screening or your image or your branding... Or if you're any girl, but I'm just speaking to them first since they're the ones being told they can't get this rate. No one is screened for you. This, that, and the other. Please contact me.
Um, my information is online everywhere. Um, my Twitter is SSPodcast1. And my regular Twitter for myself as a companion is at SuperGirlStorm. And um, if you're a girl who wants to email me, need some help, you can reach me at Taken, T-A-K-E-N as in Nancy, by B-Y, Storm, S as in Sam, T-O-R-M as in Mary, Designs, D as in Dog, E, S as in Sam, I, G, N as in Nancy, S as in Sam, at gmail.com and I am happy to help you. Um, Y'all have a good day and remember, stay tuned because there's a couple episodes releasing today and then the really big two-hour one where I had a guest on Tuesday. So you like, stay tuned. Don't miss any episodes. Have a good day. Bye.